as God intended. Let's go. Talk radio where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is with a 24 7, 365 talk radio signal heard worldwide. America Out Loud talk radio is now heard in your car, home, office, smartphone, tablet, any device. The entire platform has been built from the ground up with great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far into the future. Welcome, everybody. Today, your hosts are Dr. Brian Artis. Hi, Dr. Brian. Hello, Dr. Jenna Schmidt. You're doing a great job substituting for Dr. Henry Ely. (laughs) Nicola Burnett. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Be happy. We're all happy to be here. It's me, Dr. Jana Schmidt, and our beloved Dr. Henry Ely is currently traveling. So safe travel blessings to our healing homie, Dr. Henry Ely. He's so on train somewhere. Where is he? Really? He's, he's on a train going from Arizona to Jacksonville, Florida. Actually, how cool! I didn't know he was on a train. Oh, I didn't awesome. know that either. The, the man doesn't fly, so he drives or rides trains everywhere he goes. Oh, oh interesting. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't either. How cool. Now you know. Cooties, now huh? I know. <laughs> Either cooties cooties. or he's scared to death. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, I have heard some strange things happening on the airplane. Like I've had several people just this week tell me that they got violently ill when they got on the plane. Like they threw up everything in their belly. Gross. And then then, then when they landed, they felt fine. Like totally fine. I don't know. Keep your ears out for that. I don't know what's going on, but um, m- enough people that made me pay attention. So yeah, uh, we're, we're actually going to talk about our week and then we're going to talk about our shows. So um, who wants to start? Talk about your week, either last week or both or upcoming week or both. Well, I can talk about my stuff. It happened on Monday. So it was uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. Monday of this week was my show. And I decided to give a the audiences a little view of how it is. I'd live my days. So what I did is I wanted to show the audiences what I was reading in the mainstream media for that day that I decided it was a good idea to do a show on this. If you go, for example, for me, I like knowing what my enemy is actually propagandizing to the audiences worldwide. And so I went to CNNHealth.com and I want to know what's all the articles that have been published this week in relationship to health that the mainstream media is trying to vomit and project all over innocent Americans and people worldwide. And oh my gosh, the very first article, I, I actually would open up each article, read the titles, and I'd read the highlights in those, ti- in those articles on one webpage, CNN.com forward slash health. Uh, This is their thing. So the very first study and article on the actual page was researchers link a popular weight loss drug to serious digestive problems for hundreds of thousands worldwide. So a popular weight loss drug causing serious digestive problems. Do you guys want to guess what the drug was? Mm, I can't imagine. Oh, I mean, that you mentioned, but I don't think it's that, right? It's a, it's a drug <laughs> called Ozempic. And Ozempic yeah. is the Gila monster venom drug they're promoting for weight loss and diabetes right now. Now, on the same page, 
where they show a picture of Ozempic causing serious digestive problems per the title for hundreds of thousands of people worldwide. Right next to that article was another article, and it's titled this, not a joke. Makers of Ozempic race to ramp up supply amid skyrocketing demand for drugs for weight loss. <laughs> Isn't that funny? There's one article right next to the other one. One tells you hundreds of thousands of people are being paralyzed with their stomachs with this venom-based drug. And then the one right next to it is makers of Ozempic are racing to see if they can meet the supply demands of their drug for weight loss made from Gila monster venom. Everybody should avoid that drug like the plague. The other articles that were on the same page as this were why it is parents are so excited about a R an RSV vaccine for newborns mm-hmm. and infants, but why so many parents aren't going to be able to get it because insurance doesn't cover it. So this was us trying to feel bad for vaccine makers and for parents worldwide who they said in the article are so jubilant. They said, for this new RSV vaccine. And I made fun of that, of course, saying what parent on earth is excited about a new vaccine coming out for their kids that they just are cheering in the streets for and are so excited. None, none has ever done that. So I went through these articles. Also, they published that there is a, 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 a shortage in supply of chemotherapy for cancer patients. And this is really like a, please feel bad for all the pharmaceutical giants who can't produce uh, cancer drugs called chemotherapy in enough supply because of the supply chain issues created by COVID. So every single article was about some shortage and restriction of why it is you can't get these drugs. Ozempic, of course, why it's paralyzing hundreds of thousands of people's bodies. And then the drug maker trying to keep up with supply chain issues and two facilities they just created worth billions of dollars in North Carolina to manufacture the Gila monster venom injection called Ozempic or Wagovi. For each of the conditions I talked about, I actually went through what is the published all-natural recommendations and dietary changes everyone should make to reverse those issues, prevent those issues, and that's what I went through. I just kind of destroyed all the narrative in mainstream media for the week. Amazing. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Because we know what you've been doing with your week. And I did it on the fly. I was like, I'm going to open this up, and I'm going to do this whole thing right in front of you as I as I make fun of mainstream media. And I read the titles out loud for the first time, and then I read the first couple paragraphs and then destroyed the whole narrative for everybody. It was great. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. Good job. yeah. You're very good at that. <laughs> Thanks. You know, it, it's amazing that the, um, what, was the, what were we looking? Was it the last show where you put up the, yeah, I think it was the topical um Spider venom. Yeah, for for yeah, ED for erectile dysfunction. Yes, exactly. Uh, and and in the same article, they're telling you the first paragraph how toxic it was, and you go down about four paragraphs, and it's saying, yeah, we've used it on people, and we haven't seen any troubling side effects or toxicity. It, it and it's still, we it's, still find it in the blood. It, it, yeah, it's in their blood, but it's okay. But it says <laughs> in the blood that spider's venom causes heart attack, seizures, and death in humans. My goodness. In the same article. Yeah. The interesting thing is they're put yeah, in the same article. And then it's kind of what's similar to what you just said. There's yeah, the article right. on X and then there's the counter article saying, you know, it's complete opposite thing right next to it. I mean, that's, that's not a mistake. There's they're no. informing the public. Right. And I guess right. they figure out that if the public is stupid enough and they put them right next to each other, shame on them. I, I'm <laughs> not sure what their reasoning or thinking is, but yeah, no idea. 
And there's a psychological um, leading as well, where you can tell someone something bad, but then the way you lead it and word it, they're still, they still want to do it. Right. Oh, but I have to have this for the, yeah. So there's a psychological leading that, um, that can be done in these articles too, which really frustrates me. yeah. Yeah, It's very disgusting. Yeah. You know, it's frustrates, but at the same time, or I don't know if you guys are hanging out here. I know Henry would have a field day with this if he was on with us. You know, at this point, the information is out there. It's so readily available. It's easy to find. And at this point, if you can't put this together and figure it out and, and you know, do your own research and you don't care enough about your body and your health, I, I you know, I guess maybe some of this is just learning lessons. I'm not sure what else to call it. My grandfather would say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. And your friend, yeah. Dr. Artis has said for the last two years, you can show a medical doctor a research study, but you can't make them read it. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting that along with the isms there. That's good. So what did you do for fun? I mean, maybe that is fun for you. Oh, for me? Yeah, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> okay. That was fun. But I also spent time with my kids this weekend. It's the only weekend I've been in town, actually. And it will be the only one for 12 straight weeks. Wow. So this weekend was a uh, time to spend with the family and the kids. And that Perfect. was a lot of fun and great. For Very me. nice. That Good is for you. Love it. Yeah, awesome. Nicole, Nicola, what did you, what was your show about this week? Uh, I did a, this is to this week was my last interview with a client of mine who's gone through most of the protocols that we do at the center. And the whole theme of the show was what does holistic health look like? and feel like, and yes, it's way more than taking a probiotic. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, uh, we talked actually about cleaning the colon out and how organs prolapse, why they prolapse, the problems that get created when organs prolapse, uh, the fact that you can actually move them back in place, how do you keep them in place, and how do you evacuate decades of fecal mucoid plaque out of the colon, which is really the root cause of issues and disease, chronic issues in the body. So that's what, uh, that's, we kind of had the, you know, graphic descriptions of things. Uh, I love all (laughs) things talking about poop. Yeah. (laughs) Spoken like a true fourth grade boy. I love it. (laughs) First question every patient every day was, did you poop today? I mean, that's what I said every day. Did you poop today? No. Why not? it's so important. It's actually very, very telling. It's really important. Like it's very telling. Advanced cleanses, you know, it, it usually one advanced cleanse clears out 10 years of history. So if I have somebody who's 40 years old, do the math, they're doing four. Wow. At least if they haven't uh, taken very good care of themselves, it could be as much as, as five or six. And men usually have to do more because their organs are larger and they're just not... Hmm quite as in tune with their bodies as us women seem to be. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting process. It's a lot of hard work and the things that come out are just shocking. I've seen medications totally intact. I've seen chewing gum, you know, somebody chewed when they were 10 mm. years old and now they're 50. It, it's, it's, wow. a very, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Those you know, pictures. You know, I I wish I so wish this was I would put up. I wish I could describe these on the radio. I wish I could see these pictures. Oh yeah, someday. Uh, oh, that's Hubba Bubba gum. I recognize that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing is that it, a lot of people don't realize that the colon really serves as the sewer system of the body. So it's where the majority of the debris uh, collects. And mm. so um, it's really the leader in the body for setting the stage for the chemistry, biochemistry of the whole body. Because I'm sure you guys know this, that the colon is a semi-permeable membrane. So all that disgusting you know, rotting, putrefying fecal matter just turned, converts and and decays and rots and that off gases and that fills the container of the human body. And there's your, you know, there's your bad breath and there's your odors and your chronic foot odors and your underarm odors. And you know, that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. So for sure. Anyways, you are so smart, Nicola Burnett. Yeah. Well, I do my best. <laughs> You do, you I'm looking well. forward to listening to that. She's been, it's been interesting to hear her healing journey. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's a, she's a great gals. Yeah. She was happy to talk about it. She's like, Perfect. somebody wants to hear from me, my experience. I'm like, yes, oh, yes, yes, we do. We do. Yeah. Well, this week I interviewed, um, Lillian McDermott. Does anybody know her? Do you know Lillian McDermott? Wait, she, has a, she has a podcast. She used to do radio for like 20 something years and she got censored mm-hmm. because she was talking about regular things, but, um, you know, health and healing and, and she was kind of out there, but, um, so she does a podcast now, the Lillian McDermott show in classroom, but our topic was on mindset. So what you believe about yourself impacts your success or your failure, you know, emotional, um, can, um, affect our physical wellness. It's all tied to mindset and that, you know, it can be, it, our mindset is, um, developed over, over our whole life and, often that the way we see the world and um, engage in life has a lot to do with, you know, how we were raised or what experiences we had as a child. And sometimes our body is protecting itself from, from what it thinks might be harm, but it's actually just keeping us from great opportunities. So changing your mindset um, can make all the difference. And for those people that need to thrive and be resilient, it's encouraged to cultivate that uplifting mindset and um, have the you know, positive life goals. So that's what we talked about. And she's, she's a life coach and she does lots of other really cool things. So, and she's got um, a big uh, conference coming up. So she was able to talk about that too. So it was fun. It was fun to talk with her and she's a friend. So it was, it was nice to do that. Yeah. Very nice. That's lovely. I think that topic is very misunderstood uh, and not really brought to the forefront with most discussions of, of health. Either right. It's not discussed, or maybe it comes in later, or maybe a lot of practice practitioners are so focused on the physical, they don't go there or don't spend a lot of time, or maybe don't have a skill set or know how to do that. But you cannot show anybody a health issue and not have a correlation right. um, subconsciously, emotionally. It's not possible. It's absolutely right. it's so they're so tied together. And this is this is what helps us get to the root root of problems. So um and I'll, I'm gonna share something after the break too, something that my week that I went through had to having to step forward in faith and something and, and have a good mindset. But um, but we are gonna take a quick break and I just want to let everybody know that you can find out more um about looking for healing talk radio and get all of our latest podcasts if you go to the menu nap bar at America Out Loud under shows 
or schedule, and then you can find us there so you can be in the know. And remember to listen to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, 11 a.m., Monday through Friday. So Monday is... Dr. Brian, amazing Dr. Brian Artist's Day. He will be your host Tuesday. The lovely Nicola Burnett is your host Wednesday. Incredible Dr. Henry Ely is your host. And Thursday, you've got me, Dr. Jana Schmidt. And on Friday, today at 11 a.m., we're all come together. Now, keep your questions coming. We are getting to as many as we can, and they've been absolutely amazing. You can um, still submit questions by going to americaoutloud.com under shows where you'll see Looking for Healing, and there'll be a little spot there where you can uh, put your questions for us to, to discuss. We'll be right back. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey, I just want you guys to know that all of our Looking for Healing shows typically go to podcast a day or two after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. So if you don't get it live, you can always go back and listen to it later. You can hear more on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast. Every, there, I cannot believe how how many places that this is. I'm so thrilled. So be sure to subscribe and you can also rate the show on Apple Podcasts. So we're going to get into some questions in just a minute. And we're going to pull up some questions uh, from our listeners. We really love your questions and we try to get through as many as we possibly can. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen. All right. You guys ready? Ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Here's the first one. This is from Hella. And she says, I I was about to read her email address because it's really cute, but I better not do that. I better not share that. (laughs) So um, is it true that canned tuna has mercury in it and we shouldn't eat it? That's actually a really good question. It is. Uh, Well, I want to say, yes, canned tuna has been known to have mercury in it, um, but that doesn't mean you don't eat tuna. I mean, I, we eat tuna, but we try to make it from like really clean sources. And I generally stay away from canned tuna. What do you guys feel about that? Do you want to answer um, that, Nicola? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I have a friend who, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I have a friend who sells uh, seafood. Uh, hmm. And uh, actually, I'm sorry, I have a friend who has a restaurant. And he serves a lot of seafood at his restaurant. And when the truck pulls up weekly, when they place their orders and take off the truck, what they want, he now he's been doing this for, I think about four years, he takes a meter out and will hold the meter to measure the radiation, the magnetics that comes off the meat, you know, the fish, the shrimp, whatever it is. 
And uh, he kind of goes through the whole truck and picks through everything and picks off what gives the least amount of frequency off of the meat, <laughs> um, which is kind of a sad state of affairs. So I'm going to say, yes, canned tuna definitely has mercury in it. And I think we can take this to canned tuna. We can take this beyond. And it's just really what you just said, Janet. You have to source. You have to be an educated consumer and you need to do your research and you need to source the best place that you can uh, purchase from. Uh, so that's that would be my my response to that. All right. So I'll just give a quick one. So it is true. Uh, almost all fish out of the ocean now has mercury poisoning. So it doesn't matter how they really package it. They're almost all going to have mercury toxicity, unfortunately, even wild caught uh, ocean fish. But uh, that's not really the worry or the concern. The concern is, are you able to detox and are you detoxing periodically to make sure you're eliminating or consistently detoxing to rid your body of all the poisons you're being exposed to? Uh, the same person, I promise, Hella uh, is exposed to glyphosate in her food and non-organic veggies. I'm sure she's exposed to exposed to glyphosate and fluoride in her water. So there's a lot of ways in which we're being poisoned physically all over the earth. So the principles at the Healing for the Ages were make sure you're always detoxing. The major pathways are your liver and your bowels. And uh, so make sure you're you're being proactive on your detoxing and intermittent fasting principles. That's what I'd recommend. And then no. don't sweat the small amount of mercury in the tuna. Just say so you know. Right. Sounds yeah, because at the end of the day, you got to eat, right? And so you can get so paranoid about all of this and and just really stress yourself out. So that that's an excellent response. Um, and I'm I'm right there with you. It's like do the research, figure out uh, the sources, and try to source as best you can. I'm a big fan of CSA programs. Not that they sell tuna fish, but um, you know. Just try to seek out the cleanest food you can and and just keep your body clean. That's there's so that's many invisible toxins that it detoxing needs to be just a way of life. You know, just cycle in certain different detoxes every, you know, schedule them. Absolutely. Here. I think it needs to be it in everyone's protocol. So Yep. So this next one. Oh mm, I'm not sure how to say this name. Wow. Olivia. Uh, Olivia. Oh, oh, it's a it's a W. Yeah. Olivia. Olivia. Oh, cool. Cool name. Um, I believe this is a lady. She says, how can I naturally increase blood pressure without having to use coffee or eat anything? I guess she means anything directly. After COVID, I always have had really low blood pressure, but a high heart rate. Very interesting. What do you think, Dr. Artis? How can I naturally increase blood pressure? First thing I would actually make sure you're supplementing is uh, I would get bioactive copper from Global Healing. And I would make sure I'm taking that because copper is what increases and maintains the integrity of your blood vessels. They become loose over time as you lose copper and the blood pressure. Uh, wait, you have high? How, oh, you want to raise it, right? So yeah, it actually will bring it down if you're deficient in copper. So you want to supplement copper. Uh, and I will just say it here. Uh, they will usually recommend one milligrams of copper. In your case, I would do four milligrams. And then the very next thought would be, uh, if you have a high heart rate, are you aware of any thyroid underlying conditions or concerns? And if you are, make sure a functional endocrinologist or holistic practitioner is working with you. And then also I would recommend cayenne pepper as a supplement. Uh, and then nitric oxide anything, which nitric oxide is found in beets. Uh, it's also found in 
beverages like H2Bev makes an incredible uh, drink you can drink every day that's nitric oxide infused with hydrogen, and that will naturally uh, lower blood pressure uh, or, sorry, increase blood pressure if you're looking for that and help lower your heart rate, just so you know. And I take that every day. Amazing. Wonderful. I, I was actually thinking um, cayenne pepper too right away. And yep. it comes to mind um, things to help keep the the capillaries and all the arteries and I, strong. So I think of um, berries, concentrated um, anthocyanins. So that's beets, like you said, and elderberry and cherries and uh, you know all those types of things that keep our arteries and everything strong. So that comes to mind for me. Nicola, did you have anything to add to this one? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, ad- adrenals come to mind. Hmm. Uh, I've actually seen a lot of issues with blood pressure, um, either way, actually, high and low, hmm. uh, with with adrenals. And the two things that I found that uh, uh, really affect adrenals the most are uh, lack of sleep and lack of nutrition, because the adrenals are like the first responders in the body. So if anything's off, you know, the adrenals are the first responders. They're the first ones to kind of collect that information. And, um, and we hear about it through the adrenals. So, um, so again, matching with what you guys say, just having really good, strong nutrition. Um, and again, just eating regular food, isn't going to cut it. Mm -hmm. You've really got to take in concentrated sources. So, you know, smoothies are great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Superfoods, smoothies are great. You can get a lot of stuff in, juicing is great. Um, so somehow, you know, really concentrating of nutrients to increase the overall nutrient base in the body, which is really just another way of saying a lot of what you guys just said. So, well, the sleep recommendation is phenomenal. Also my first impression when I read the whole thing outside of even, uh, using something like uh, cayenne pepper to raise, uh, blood pressure, my very first impression reading both sentences here in this question was this person needs to move like needs to start getting active and exercising and the heart rate. I know it's probably going to be something you're scared of. You're going to increase your heart rate. No, as you exercise your heart, your, your heart rate's going to come down uh, because uh, it's going to become stronger, less needing to be more efficient and work overtime. It actually will help you in both regards. And as you move the body, guess what happens to the heart as it's forcing blood flow through the body to deliver oxygen, the blood pressure goes up. So you should be exercising at least 20 to 30 minutes. I would say in your case, every single day. I'm always a big proponent of yoga too, and getting the stretching going, the circulation. Perfect. Hopefully, yeah. That maybe helps. a little salt in the water too would be good. Mm-hmm. That's always good. Love that. <laughs> All right, Andrea. Andrea writes: Do nicotine gums or patches run out of date? Because that means expire, right? I'm thinking of stocking up on those and having them for a few years ahead. Good idea to think about stocking up. I Amen. don't know the answer to that. Do you know? Actually, there is an expiration date on them, but I think it's like two years. So stock up. Okay. Just so you know, every item that's ever manufactured that has a two-year expiration date, uh, this is not a joke. I manufacture (laughs) a lot of products. Usually when you do an expiration date of two years for a shelf life, that usually means there's an added year of which it's still effective and efficient. So. Uh, you can say, you can pick up a supplement if it says it has an expiration date in two years. It's actually good for three. That's what we typically find with every product I've ever manufactured or purchased from a manufacturer of any kind. Perfect. Good. Good. Hopefully that helps. We should all be stocking up on those things. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if I may add something, yeah. I think that um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that those dates are obviously they're mandated for, you know, for obvious reasons. I, th- I think it's obvious that those dates are on there, but a lot of times it's um, there, a lot of the products are still very effective. They might just be minimally that they, they might just be minimally uh, declined, but not um, how do I say not like extremely not effective if it's in the fourth right. year. Right, may not be as effective. Like, mm-hmm. just weakens the the potency. Uh, it, yes, right. There, that's the word I was looking for. The potency. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and how about this? Let's just have fun for a second before this next question. Uh, have you guys ever bought salt before? Yes. Yes. Have you ever seen an expiration date on salt? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have. It's on have every single you? bottle. So I'm not even noticed because I didn't think it would ever go bad. And I think that's really funny. I'm always like. What do you mean the salt expires? Salt doesn't <laughs> expire. Could you go? Can you imagine going out to the salt flats of Utah going, um, uh, this isn't salty anymore? It's only 2,000 years old. Right. It expired for 2,000 years. So dumb. Okay. Good point. Well, I will have to say that our, our bee pollen doesn't, I mean, we don't think it ever expires. I mean, we don't know. It, it, they found bee pollen active in clay pots in Pharaoh's tombs. So as long as you keep it cool, it's, going to outlive you so but i bet it was in a ziploc bag (laughs) freshness just kidding yes that's good it's good well our next um our next question submitted is from linda linda asks would drinking rainwater be safe i live in a climate where it rains at at all times wow so it's (laughs) so i could easily mainly drink rainwater if i wanted this is this is a good question, Nicola. What do you think about her drinking rainwater? Well, I have no idea where she is, but I right. don't really know anywhere on the planet that they're not uh, dumping chemtrails. Mm. And I've seen many, many, many reports over the past seven years of all of the the metals, the barium, strontium, all the things that are in, um, you know, in in the water, in the snow. And I have to say, we just had a deluge of rain in Vegas. We had kind of a record rainfall. It was only about six weeks ago. It was all over the news. And afterwards, actually, I showed this to you, Brian. Uh, afterwards, my whole back patio was covered covered in a, in a, in a powder, a white powder. And uh, hmm. probably shouldn't have done this, but I picked it up and took a video and looked at it. And when you rubbed it between your fingers, it just totally like dissolved. Um, and that was the the residue from the chemtrails. So I probably wouldn't do that unless they were going to do some serious cleaning of of the water. So um, RO distilling, uh, Berkey water filter. I mean, you know, I'm not sure what maybe they have, but I boiling the water. Um, boiling so, distilling would be a great option for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually had people contacting me from Australia the week after my watch the water, right before my watch the water documentary dropped. And they all thought they figured out what I was about to tell the whole world. That's why they wanted to have zoom calls with me. They're like, we know what you're about to release. And what they were showing me is that they were collecting rainwater in Australia and were showing me their microscopy and their visual photographs. In every single case, there was this white residue left after the water evaporated. And in the underneath a microscope, you could see physically graphene oxide in the rainwater. 
Whoa. They thought they thought I was going to tell the world they're putting graphene oxide in our water. And I was like, nope, that's not what I'm about to tell the world. But when you see the documentary, you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, anyway, so rainwater, just, you know, rainwater is probably better than tap water, obviously. But I would a- I would absolutely recommend distilling any water, even if it's rainwater. I agree. I agree with both of you on all of it. So, Linda, it can be a source, but don't just drink it straight. All right, our next question. I think we have time. Yep, we have time. Maddie. Maddie asks, what is having frequent hiccups a sign of? Is this good or bad? What does this mean? Well, I think there's some sort of digestive issue when I first hear hiccups. Um, what What do you guys feel like with the sign of hiccups? I mean, I've always heard it was a uh, being terrified deficiency. <laughs> you just needed to have this the crap scared out of you, and then it would stop <laughs> with some loud bang, pop, something, you know, some jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> actually, hiccups are pretty funny. I've actually never known what causes hiccups. I've never even seen or read anything where they correlate what they think caused it. I remember 20 years ago, I was in chiropractic school, and... There was a story about a kid worldwide. He was going all over from one TV show after another who had had hiccups. He was a teenager, had hiccups for over four years, and they never went away. Everybody on the planet was evaluating him, trying to figure out what it was. Then he went on the Today Show, and like the next day, they all stopped miraculously for some reason. <laughs> no one ever figured out what was causing it. But uh, I've never really known about hiccups whatsoever. Hmm. It's a great question. It is a great question. Nicola, do you have any input on yeah, we, we find again, when we do the advanced cleanse, a process that uh, very common that people have hiccups. So um, it's related mm-hmm. to a couple of infections. Uh, bacterial infections is one of them, uh, one correlation that I've seen. Uh, and the other one is the stomach. Uh, sometimes the the stomach, so we do organ work at the center. And if the stomach Stomach can have a tendency, especially if there's a lot of fear and anxiety that goes on in somebody on a regular basis. That's kind of their their go to. Uh, the stomach and kind of crawls up, uh, if you will, onto the esophagus, and it creates this kind of a vacuum where it causes these frequent hiccups. So there's a way to actually uh, grab the stomach and pull it down and either a practitioner can do it for you, but that's one of the organs that somebody can move on their own. Don't ask me to describe it. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to. You'd have to see it. But uh, but a lot of times, if we pull the stomach down, that the hiccups will stop. That's very interesting. I'd not heard that that technique before. We we usually just you know try to balance what's going on in the in the digestive system and make sure there's not it's not too alkaline or over acid. Um, and just and, try and to. Everybody know that's why we got Nicola Burnett on the show. She yes. has answers to stuff we've never even heard of. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> so cool. I'm like the freaky practitioner, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So I think we have time for one more uh, before we go to break. And this is from Justin. And it just says herbs for sp- spike protein detox. Well, <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot more to this, I think. Um, there are herbs that help remediate spike protein. And I want to remind everybody that spike proteins are not new just from the shots in COVID. Spike proteins or was is the name given to um, how a virus replicates. 
it replicates by sending out these little spike proteins. They come off, they replicate, and this happens naturally. We'll say like in the flu, <clears throat> this happens in your throat for about three days. And then, you know, your body has to the rest of the time to take over and take care of them. So um, the word spike protein is not new. And my, um, my experience with um, spike proteins and herbs is from uh, a work from this amazing Israeli doctor who actually got um, notoriety for her work with interferon in the body, um, Madeline, and I believe her last name is pronounced Magushu. And she said that concentrated forms of elderberry literally stops the replication of the flu virus by attaching and attacking the spike protein replication, and it stops it stops the flu uh, virus replication in its tracks. So I've always looked to elderberry when it comes to spike protein, um, but there's also other herbs like star anise and pine and dandelion that can help protect the body um, and rid it. But when we talk about detox, Dr. Otters don't, you know, we usually, we talk about other things like um, apple pectin powder and EDTA. And there's other, there's other things that can help bind it and get things out of your body. Um, what would you like to add to that? You guys. Spike proteins. What do we know about spike proteins? Herbs for spike proteins. All right. Wormwood would be one of my show for, for herbs. Uh, ivermectin is a drug but wormwood has the exact same actions on nicotine receptors that the spike proteins target. Uh, and then also ashwagandha would be another herb I would recommend. Uh, Bungarotoxin is the crate snakes venom protein that was found to be the origin of COVID. Is it spike protein? little bitty piece of its protein. Bungarotoxin was confirmed in 2016 that the number one plant that binds to Bungarotoxin venom from the crate snake and helps the human body detox it is actually ashwagandha, otherwise known as withania somnifera. So ashwagandha at a thousand milligrams, I do 500 at dinner, 500 milligrams at bedtime. And also that will help you with everything you're learning from Nicola Burnett about adrenal burnout, cortisol cycles off. Ashwagandha is one of my favorites for that. Perfect. Love it. Yeah, so it is, is a herb. <laughs> Nicola, is it time for us to go to a break? It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Well, we're going to come back. Time. We have some more questions that we're going to go over. So stay with us, you guys. And uh, I just want to thank um, one of our sponsors, uh, Energetic Health Institute. That's Dr. H, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. And the best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and make it an amazing tomorrow. We'll be right back. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud. Dr. Brian Artis, Nicola Burnett, and Dr. Jana Schmidt answering your questions. And we are missing Dr. Henry Ely. Again, he is traveling and we are sending him blessings. We will have him back next week as host. So I'm doing the best I can, y'all. We have so many email questions and we will get to as many as we can. So we are going to pull up the questions again and get started. Again, we love your questions. Hang on just a sec. While you're looking those up, I'd like to ask Nicola Burnett a question. Sure. On the American College of Gastroenterology, it states that normal bowel movements are two to five a week. How do you feel about that? <laughs> a week? No, a week. <laughs> two to five bowel movements a week is normal. That's what they that's say. A, yeah, so they say. Yeah, well, uh, so that's a really easy answer. I can tell you that, uh, again, going back to the advanced cleanse, when we get to the point where we clean out somebody's colon or or even it just improve it, uh, they start to have uh, bowel movements on if they aren't having them on a daily basis, they have them on a daily basis. But what I will say is that by the time somebody goes through the whole program, we clean their colon out, their their prolapsed organs are put in back in place, their nutrition is taken care of, right? All the things are corrected in the body. Uh, what they're informed of, is that every single time you eat, you should have a bowel movement every time you eat. And if you don't, you're not eating the right things. And that would be my answer to that. So, and and furthermore, I'll take it a step further. If you eat and don't have any waste product come out, that stuff is what people are spending all their time and resources and money on at our center to get out of their colon. That's that uh, putrefied, rotting fecal mucoid plaque that adheres to the walls that when they walk in at 40, 50 years old, you know, it can take them four to eight cleanses to evacuate all of that garbage. So, can I get an amen, Jana? Amen. <laughs> that was awesome, Nicola. <laughs> sure. All right. Here's one of our questions. Good this question. is from Brenda. She says, is there a natural way of healing for me? I have suspected TFC, triangular fibrocartilage complex detached from the ulna. I really want to avoid surgery, surgery, and I will get an MRI next week to find out the extent of the injury. I've been taking collagen supplements and have ordered Dr. Janice Beepon. And thanks, Brenda. Um, and she says, thank you. Uh, so uh, she's trying to avoid surgery. And she has this injury. I wonder how she this injury happened or if it's an old injury. What do you think, Dr. Artis? Um, what advice do we have for Brenda? Uh, well, this is actually a unique, don't actually hear this very often, but uh, no. when you read the term fibrocartilage complex, I would be assuming that there must be fibrous laying down of scar tissue of some sort in the cartilage where the ulna is attaching. And that's okay. But uh, in order to actually calm that down, there's a few things you would want to do. And one of the first things I would always recommend is, is if your body's laying down any kind of complexes of 
fibrous cartilage of any kind, uh, you absolutely, I would recommend making sure you stop all calcium supplementation of any kind and make sure at a bare minimum, you start actually uh, supplementing magnesium. And I would recommend magnesium orotate only in this case. Uh, and then I would also recommend doing uh, Epsom salt baths and soaks. Uh, the more magnesium you get into the body, you can pull out this excess laying down of fibrous tissue, and it should be staying inside the bone where it belongs. But this is one of the most common thing we find with any of these types of uh, uh, cartilage issues that we see, where they see tendonitis or they see contracture of tendons in the in the hands and in the wrist. Uh, that's typically what we first focus on. Yeah, excellent, excellent advice. Love it. Well, I think that was pretty thorough. Um, here's Can I add something to that? Oh, please. Can Thank you. Next question. Yes. So, so jumping on uh, what Dr. Artis was talking about, uh, again, at the center, we do these whole body scans where we can see all the biochemistry. And one of the patterns that I see repeatedly over and over and over again, pretty much every person that comes in, again, food supply is raped of nutrition. That's a harsh word, but it's true. And one of uh, the presentations of that is excessive mineral deficiency. I mean, excessive mineral deficiency. So when people are demineralized, it leaves the body no option but to rob from Peter to pay from Paul. So we see this pattern where the body will rob minerals from the bones to deliver them in other places. And since calcium is the most abundant mineral, there's a huge dump, a rapid, aggressive, unnatural dump of this calcified salts at, uh, all over the body. It gets everywhere all over the body. And so the only way to stop that is to remineralize the body. But this, these uh, calcified deposits, the body will push them away into joint tissue, into soft tissue, and in the other place that it will pick up this calcified salt and try to re-adhere it where there's instability in the structure of the skeleton. Instability is in, you know, that the maybe you've got some vertebrae out or you've had an accident and in the myofascial tissue, you've got right side pulling of the left, all those types of things. So that's a big part, exactly what Dr. Artis was saying, where this excess calcium starts to show up part of it. Uh, a big part of it. And the other thing with, she had written that she was taking collagen. And the thing with collagen is that your whole body is made of collagen. There's over, there's well over 23 types of collagen in the body. And collagen is made of everything. You can't find a vitamin or a mineral that is not involved in the production and manufacture of collagen because there's so many types. So um, this all really points to heavy um, lack of nutrition in the body. So I would really focus on that, uh, improving diet. And I would also start with a basic, be complex on a daily basis and a global mineral uh, supplement. So just a few thoughts. And I'm reading here if she hasn't done it already, but they talk about splinting it or stabilizing it for a period of like four to six weeks. If you haven't tried oh. that yet, you might want to try that. And then number two, uh, it, they say that corticosteroids are a medical treatment for this condition. Well, if it's corticosteroids, that's anti-inflammatory. I would never recommend that personally. Corticosteroids are of the devil. If you've ever seen water boy, in my opinion, <laughs> so it's of the devil. But uh, if you're going to be approaching it with 
corticosteroids medically, why wouldn't you just use something like oregano oil or clove oil and put it on there topically to just numb and reduce the inflammation? Uh, those things are super powerful and you can just apply that topically over the area of your ulna at your wrist where this situation is occurring. That's what I would do several times a day personally. Excellent. This is so much, so much good advice for her. Hopefully she will follow it. Y'all ready for the next one? Ready. Yeah. Okay. This is Judith. She says, hi, every cast iron pre-seasoned with canola. Canola is harmful. What can we do instead of pre-seasoning our cast iron with canola? Thank you. Oh, well, Any has other anybody, has, have you had, I've, I've had experience with this. Have, have either of you had experience? I have. Pre-seasoning your cast iron. What did you do, Nicola? Well, you can unseason. I would just unseason the pan. You right. just uh, put it in the oven. Um, I can't remember what degree. Was it 200 you bake it at for 10 minutes? And that just takes the seasoning out. And then you can re-season it with whatever you want to season it with. Exactly. What's y'all's favorite oils? Well, for this, my favorite is avocado because its smoke point is really high. It's like 520. And they think grapeseed is after that and then avocado after that. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, avocado is first and then grapeseed and then olive. But yeah, I think avocado is probably my favorite one. And I usually wash, they tell you don't wash it with any soap because it will take the oils out. So that's how I usually heat it up, get some soap and wash it and then season it myself. Um, and it takes several seasonings to do it. But um, but usually I just do avocado, sometimes a little butter. Um, mm-hmm, that's what I use, <laughs> Amish butter, baby. Yep, <laughs> those are my favorites. Yeah, those are awesome. Do you use um, cast iron too, Dr. Artis? We do. I love it. And uh, we've always used avocado oil. Oh, good. We're on the same page. How exciting. I only cook with avocado oil, actually. Oh, nice. Unless I'm doing eggs and I like to throw a butter in there, Amish Mm. butter. Oh, yes. Yeah. Give me some Amish butter. It's good stuff. We planted a bunch of avocado trees and they've given us enough avocados, but I'm really anxious for the day that they, I can use the seeds for, to make oil too. Yeah. Mm. How it goes. I have, I have the machine. I'm all ready. We do it with coconut right now, but we we're waiting for that day. We can can get the avocado. Super exciting. Nice. All right. Peter says, can MTHFR mutation be reversed? This is a heavy question. Um, this is a gene mutation that makes it difficult for people to absorb certain um, vitamins and minerals. Uh, Dr. Artis, do you have any input on uh, MTHFR mutation? I do. Reversed? I do. All right. Uh, I actually have full faith that any condition of the body can be reversed. That's <laughs> just how I am. So. Amen. That, yes, that's exactly yes, how I operate. Yes. It's how I function. Yep. And uh, I always made fun of this actual designation, MTHFR, because it, it always read like mother effer mutation <laughs> to me. I would read it. I'm always really careful on how I say it. <laughs> it does look like that. So yeah, just so you know, it is my opinion. Too. As you learned at the Healing for the Ages conference with Dr. Ed Group, the importance of the liver and liver detoxing. The liver is where methylation occurs, the use of sulfur, the transfer of sulfur ions. Uh, and this issue is there's damage or mutation to genetics in the liver that doesn't allow you to methylate accordingly. So they, these people are restricted to only finding benefit from methyl forms of vitamins and minerals typically. And so 
I absolutely am convinced that uh, if it is a genetic anything, the DNA or the genetics have been damaged or the cell structures have been damaged to even process methyl anything. Uh, I think it's been damaged by the vaccines agendas of our lifetime, the glyphosate being used in the water and in, uh, sorry, in the water in our plants and fluoride poisoning every day. I think all the environmental poisons are causing detrimental effects on our cells of our liver. Uh, yeah, so I totally agree with you. I'm 100%. Artists, I have, huh? I actually agree with you 100%. Same okay, here. great. I All right. Well, I'm just uh, going to put it out there. So here's, here's why. So uh, again, on the uh, scanning equipment that we have, it will pick up these MTHFR. Uh, and it, it's been interesting to watch this because as we take people through the process, of reinstating their nutrition. I always say living with nutritional deficiency is a form of suicide. It, it absolutely is. So once the mm. nutrition is corrected and once the aggressive detox is done, guess what happens to their genetic anomaly? 100% of the time, it goes away. <laughs> goes away, disappears on the scans, totally goes away. They don't have any issues. As a matter of fact, I will give them uh, give these clients certain uh, variations of vitamins uh, just to see if they process or don't process them. And they process them fine. But, you know, when they walked in the door, they're handing me their genetic testing and showing me all of this. And I was like, yeah, okay. So don't be surprised if by the time we're done, this is all going to disappear. And I, and I would encourage you to go back and have another genetic test done because miraculously it just seems to disappear. So if it was a genetic issue in the first place, it wouldn't oh. disappear. And furthermore, I'll say something else. If you haven't noticed you as in the listening audience, I know my homies here are going to agree with me with what I'm about to say. I have seen, I'm 54 years old and I have seen in my lifetime there's always a planned narrative and agenda that is put out in the medical community. So I can go through my whole career and say, well, in this time period, it was this, in this time period, it was this, right? So, you know, in the nineties, it was fat free and fat makes you fat. And, you know, right, just, just all this nonsense. They always interject a narrative that's good, maybe five, 10 years. Well, what's their current narrative? They blame everything on genetics. And now you go to the physician and it's, oh, we're going to run this genetic test and that genetic test and run this genetic test. Read Bruce Lipton's book. <laughs> he goes into all of this and explains all of it. And I'm going to go back to something that uh, Jana said earlier on the show, you, what your interview on what we were doing this week is when you look at genetic expression, the most predominant thing that allows an expression or something not to express is the emotions, right? It's it's about how you navigate. It's about what you're holding on to. It's about emotions that are being harbored. Are you moving through things? Are you processing? Are you connecting with more negative emotions? Or are you processing through and coming back around and practicing, you know, gratitude? So um, this is um, <laughs> this is just bullshit, in my opinion, and I've just I never been able to. Oh, it it drives me drives me nuts. And one other thought that I'll just throw in there: it's funny. I get people who walk in and say, "Well, I've got this, that, and the other. My mom had it, my dad had it, my grandma has it, has it." And I said, "Okay, think about that logically. What do you and your parents and your grandparents have in common?" Well. 
Think about it. When you're eight years old and you go to the grocery store, what you eat. Parents, right, are going to put in their basket what they were taught to eat from their grandparents. And now they're, you know, your parents teach you at eight years old um, and adjust your taste buds to what you're going to be accustomed to and want and desire and purchase. There's your genetics. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I always, I always warn people about calling it my, this is my, and then, you know, diabetes or I have like to own that is part of that mindset. That's so dangerous. Like, Oh yeah, it, it really, it really bothers me. So yeah, drop that. My don't own it. Um, if someone tells you that you have it, you can, you know, you can, you can rebuke them <laughs> and tell them, no, um, I agree with you. I agree with you both wholeheartedly on this. Yeah. And God just gives you projects, right? Yeah. Yeah. The medical profession wants to know about your family history so they never have to look for a cure or an actual cause to your symptoms. They have learned one of the greatest propaganda they can sell you is you were born this way and there's nothing you can do about it. You have to just take our drugs for the rest of your life because your genetics are there for the rest of your life and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. It's all BS. What they tell go. you, it's true. What's yeah. it's what you hear. It's not right. It's not. And right. you know, you guys will probably agree with me on this. And I know Henry would just be jumping <laughs> around uh, around this topic. Uh, but you know, I've been hit with a lot of health issues in my lifetime, and I just said no, no. I I I refuse to go through a lifetime dragging this garbage around. So I'm going to figure it out. And when you declare that to the universe, guess what the universe does? It delivers you the products. It delivers you the courses or the classes or the practitioners. Or it the radio show. Exactly, or the radio <laughs> show, right? Exactly what it is that you need to find your answers. So put it out there, declare it, inform the universe of what it is you need to know or what assistance you need. And by God, it'll come in. Love it. And Nicola, if our audiences keep doing that, there's going to be less questions coming to us. Do you know that? And then we're going to be able to talk about all the topics we want because everybody's <laughs> already figured out the answer to their problems. The universe that's is already delivered. Point. Beautiful. Point. All right, God, we're asking for answers. Well, that's it for emails, friends. Um, I <laughs> We're going to have to wrap it up and we'll get to more next week. I promise. I promise. I want to let you know that Looking for Healing Talk Radio is sponsored by global healing. We love Dr. Ed Group and global healing, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in our world today. You can feel the difference and integrity and love for medicine making make for you. You can go to globalhealing.com or americaoutloud.shop and enter the promo code OUTLOUD to get great deals on lots of incredible products in the realm of natural health from Dr. Brian Artis, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, whom we've missed today, and me, Dr. Jana Schmidt, wishing you God's blessings in knowledge, wisdom, and abundant health.